Hello, welcome to the Satellite Market Cast podcast, where we feature key executives from leading satellite companies worldwide, talk about their company, their careers, industry trends, and other insights on the exciting satellite communication industry. I'm your host, Virgil Labrador, Editor-in-Chief of Satellite Markets and Research, inviting you to another informative podcast with our featured guest today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Satellite MarketCast podcast. And our guest today is uh, Lou Dubin. He's the uh, Senior Vice President of, uh, of Product Management for Comtech. Uh, we've actually had him in this uh, podcast about a, about a year and a half ago in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, he was talking about the uh, how Comtech, uh, his division of Comtech, uh, which is mo- mainly involving the satellite uh, products of Comtech, uh, scoping uh, with the pandemic and now that uh, you know a lot a lot has changed since hey Lou uh, Lou by the way welcome to this podcast thank you so much Virgil it's great to be great to be back on with you again right right so a lot has changed even your company has changed you've acquired a lot of other companies and you've been integrating all of these and uh, with the satellite show coming up uh, you you almost have a new company can you we, talk about that Lou we do um there have been a lot of changes, and um, we we really were uh, a group of about five different divisions um, that have all kind of uh, boiled down to uh, um, let's let's call it one company for all intents and purposes. Um, that, and that one company is, has been broken up into uh, a, a commercial group and a government group. So um, we folded a lot of the divisions into one of the groups called Comtech Satellite Network Technologies Corp. And that's a Canadian uh, uh, company uh, based in Canada, focused on commercial business and and our VSAT technologies, such as our Heights, um, the UHP platform, um, which was a a fairly recent acquisition, and um, our new Elevate platform that we're we're announcing uh, at this time, actually. Um, And so those were the brands, essentially, of um, Memotech, UHP, and our Heights brand that, that's kind of rolling into that. And then we have a U.S.-based division um, that's focused on our SCPC products, some RF products, um, SSPAs, TWTAs, uh, as well as government-centric, uh, both digital and RF products. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's called Context Satellite Technologies uh, Incorporated, or Inc. And... Um, the Canadian division is uh, headed up by Vaganji Gilligan, and he is in Canada. And our U.S. group is headed up by Daniel Kaczynski, and he is in our Tempe main office. And um, so the brands of uh, Comtech, AHA, and Zycom have mm-hmm. rolled into Comtech U.S. And in the U.S., we're actually moving uh, to a brand new facility. We're moving from Tempe to Chandler. It's a much larger facility <clears throat> that's going to allow us to um, fulfill some of uh, some of the larger um, constellation orders that we've received, and that's a you know, new new equipment, new CNC equipment, new pick and place equipment. It's going to be essentially a brand new facility that we're really really excited to get into. Wow, wow, yeah, I've been to your facility, but many years back, and it it, it seemed uh, pretty sizable then. So must. And so you must be really expanding, you know, to yeah, a bigger facility. We are. We're, we're expanding. And, um, you know, again, we have um, not just a combination of the of the uh, Zycom and AHA 
and Comtech EF data brands will be out of this manufacturing out of this facility. But again, there's uh, there's just some very large contracts that are going to require a bigger facility, a faster facility, and and, and multiple shifts at the uh, at the uh, office as well. So the Cyclone brand that's based in Santa Clara, California, right? So they're right. are they going to be moving down there or? Uh, so um, we're just doing manufacturing out of the out of out of the facility in Chandler. So you know, there's we're still going to have a Santa Clara office for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you have a new product, Elevate. So is this a a substantial upgrade from your Heights product? So the yeah, the Elevate platform um, is essentially us taking the best technologies from our Heights platform and from our UH platform, mm -hmm. and then adding a couple of uh, pretty large new features as well into the uh, the Elevate um, VSAT platform. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, you know, we are announcing that essentially now, um, and it's, you know, um, it's a, a really exciting uh, platform that allows our customers to scale up or down their networks um, using all software-defined licenses, software-defined hardware. The same hardware can be used at the hub as it can at the, at the remote. Mm -hmm. um, a single remote product can actually scale from two kilobits per second to 200 megabits per second. Oh, so wow. typically a VSAT provider will offer a family of products that scale from kind of your more cost effective, higher over subscription networks to the more dedicated high capacity type of networks. We, we have a single remote that's mm -hmm. also can be repurposed as a as a element of the hub that scales from two kilobits to 200 megabits per second. We've introduced um, a new return access waveform technology called DRAM or dynamic return access modes. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> essentially what that is, is the Elevate platform has the intelligence to know if the return access scheme is better served using a TDMA waveform mm -hmm. or using um, what we had in Heights, which was called HDNA waveform, which was essentially a fast acquisition, um, change the symbol rate, frequency, power, et cetera, uh, on a sub-second basis. So that's called HDNA. It can switch from TDMA to HDNA to dedicated SCPC and back. And this is all done with the user being able to kind of dial in how he wants that to happen. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of user configurations that you as a as a, as an end user can 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 choose. I, I you know I want voice to always traverse the network over this waveform, or I want video to always traverse the network over this waveform, or um, you can let the, the the platform make all the decisions for you. Now, once you set it up. Um, you don't have to touch anything. The platform runs the algorithms. It makes all the decisions about whether or not a site should be in a TDMA circuit, an HDNA circuit, or an SCPC circuit. And this is done without any user intervention. It guarantees you that you get the right amount of 
capacity and bandwidth for the type of traffic and for the amount of traffic you have. And it makes sure that the network as a whole uses the capacity in the most efficient manner um, it can. And again, all of those waveforms are instantaneously switchable. There's no mm-hmm. packets, there's no duplicate packets, it's a hitless switch. And the uh, network itself makes all those decisions. Now we've talked about how these uh, remote terminals can scale from two kilobit to 200 megabit, <clears throat> which you know, a lot of people have these claims of, of high data rates and, and things like that. But along with that is the ability for the remotes to actually run it. They can run up to 190,000 packets per second. And that's usually where the tires fall off for a lot of the VSAT terminals. They, they advertise high data rates, but their packet per second rate really they never allow you to get to those rates. Um, the Elevate platform, um, the, the remotes that we have are, are six inches by six inches by, by one inch. It's, it's an incredibly small uh, terminal that can be integrated into flyaways, man packs, outdoor terminals, vehicles. Um, and, that, and that's the platform that scales all, all the way right. up to, to 200 megabits and uh, um, all software defined, all software upgradable. And one of the things we always kind of kid around about is, um, you know, you talk about, well, what's the big deal? You know, you, you, you replace the, the remote if you want to go above 20 megabits or if you want to go from TDMA to mm-hmm. you know, SCPC-like uh, capability. And that's just not a viable solution for a lot of our customers. It, it costs way more just getting to the site. than it, it, right. if, you, if you gave the equipment away for free, they still wouldn't want to do it. Right. Um, so what we're offering is a software-defined network with an extremely scalable remote, scalable hub, that you don't have to revisit the remotes. I mean, the, the scale to which this thing gets to is, is just incredible. And uh, it really... It's all because um, we developed everything. We've developed the operating mm. We don't run on Linux. We, we developed the yeah. operating system. We don't use SQL databases for, for logging information. We developed our own database. Every single piece of software that's running at the hub and that's running at the remote has been designed from, uh, by Comtech from the ground up. And so there's, there's no libraries that we're taking in and only using a fraction of. Every single piece of code has been designed to be a VSAT. And mm-hmm. uh, that's really how, how we're kind of... Uh, so, so it's really, uh, in, in summary, it, it, it's, uh, it's really a, a device, that, uh, a router that, that can serve a wide variety of applications, you know, from one that requires, you know, less throughput and one that like uh, cruise or mobile network operators running 4NG and requiring higher throughputs, right? Absolutely. We want to make the platform and the remote such that um, when our customers buy the remote, they don't have to worry about if they bought the right product, if they had scale up in the family, if they had scale down the family, they can all have the exact same devices for spares mm-hmm. or replacements. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Most of the customers that we deal with now, they don't have just one market that they're serving. They're serving oil and gas they're serving SCADA they're serving crews they're serving you know fishing boats and cellular cellular backhaul backhaul and 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 that's the same customer who's got different markets and you know if you have a 
a, a five remote family, you have to inventory and stock all the right stuff. And, and you know, we, we, we're getting rid of that. We're, we're, we're providing a single platform, single remote that can manage all of these things. Now for your current uh, customers who have like the Heights platform, mm-hmm. can they upgrade it to the Elevate or uh, they have to buy a new Elevate platform? So there's, there's certain elements of the Heights platform that are reusable. Um, mm-hmm. And then 100% of our UHP customer base, uh, 100% of our uh, UHP uh, platform is reusable mm-hmm. uh, and can be repurposed for Elevate. So yeah, we have, we have the ability to you know, help them with an upgrade if you have Heights and mm-hmm. then provide kind of more of a direct upgrade uh, if you have um, uh, UHP network. Right. Now let's talk about the uh, Leo uh, constellations. You're, you're, you guys have uh, quite a bit of involvement in that. And that's why you're expanding too, right? To fulfill those orders. Right. Yeah, we have, we've done a lot of work in, with the Leo community, um, both in the digital side of the business and in the RF side of the business. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, there's obviously uh, some big rewards out there, but there's, 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 there's clearly some big challenges as well. Um, the Leo and Mio, and, and, and to some degree, the HTS environment um, requires a different skill set. Requires um, a lot of uh, software to uh, perform orchestration, communications. Um, the, the the Leo and Mio community is so diverse. Um, is really one of the challenges that it, I think most of the Leo and Mio providers would tell you they really want to move towards open standards, software-defined networking, et cetera, which in principle is, is, is a good thing. Um, sadly, there are a lot of open standards and there are a lot of uh, software-defined networking protocols and standards. Right. So, um, if you don't converge, and each constellation provider uh, chooses their own variants of the open standards. And you have five constellation providers and five different sets of open standards. I, I, it's, you don't really accomplish as much. Right. That's why you're involved. Uh, Comtech is also heavily involved in the uh, digital IF standards uh, initiatives, right? Like DF, DIFI and DIS. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's a that's a good example of two different standards that we're dealing with uh, digitizing uh, INQ or digital IF, however you want to mm-hmm. call it, to try to create a digital connection between modems and edge devices or modems and RF. Um, and they both, I think, saw pretty clearly that, you know, you need to have one standard, otherwise you don't accomplish anything. And um, recently the members of the DIS, uh, of which we were one, um, Mm -hmm. or many others, agreed that um, there was an invite essentially from from DIFI, the members of DIS uh, all agreed that having a single standard made the most sense for the community as a whole, everyone would benefit. And so the members of DIS um, have for the most part joined DIFI and now everyone's working towards one common goal, one common standard, or at least one common set of standards that mm-hmm. is very well known. And I think 
you'll accomplish a lot. So I think we will have um, a unified common digital IF interface standard in as little as, I don't know, a year. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that will really benefit. When you look at the other side of the business, when we talked about Leos and Mios, there are so many open network standards, software defined networking standards, and it's not enough to adopt just any one of them if the other members of the satellite community are adopting other standards. What we've done is we've simply made it so that you, you might as well not have a standard because you, you now, now you're a lot of the ground segment providers such as ourselves, I, I suppose I don't want to speak for others. Um, you really, you're entering into a marriage with the, these providers now because you don't have the ability to make everyone happy. So you really are in a honeymoon phase. You're trying to find the right partner who aligns with what you've done or the path you're taking and the standards that they, they're adopting and how well do they align up with the new software-defined hubs and software-defined products that you're developing or, or even hardware that has these interfaces. And so you're, you're, you have to find the right fit and it is somewhat of a marriage to these, uh, these, these platforms and, and, and you're in it for the long haul. And jumping off of one platform and onto another isn't, isn't straightforward. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Well, finally, uh, Lou, uh, you've been in the industry quite a while and uh, you've seen a lot of changes. What do you see as the key trends uh, in the uh, ground segment portion of the business that you're involved in? Yeah, I see the ground segment becoming smarter, having to coordinate with the space segment um, at a much uh, larger capacity. There's got to be a lot of communications now between the ground segment and space, space segment. They can't exist in a vacuum. There's a lot of intelligence going into um, manager of managers, if you will. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of drive and push to try to get to a software defined, uh, completely software, like software running on a server, mm -hmm. type software defined network. And I think the, the community is asking for these things. Um, some things make sense to uh, virtualize mm -hmm. uh, and put into a purely software uh, addressable um, device. And other things I think the community is going to see quite quickly uh, just aren't there yet. The processing power required to do some of the things that ASICs or FPGAs do is, uh, is quite large. We, we've also seen parts of the community discussing putting earth stations and terminals uh, in the cloud. Um, I, I believe there's been quite a few uh, YouTubes about essentially taking temporary ownership of an earth station, spooling it up like a virtual machine, using the satellite resources, tearing it down. And I think those things probably do make sense for some part of the community, maybe the imagery community that you know, just needs to download something at a specific location every once in a while. Um, but, you know, full-time communications year round for multiple years and the amount of data that has to traverse that virtual 
network on and off. Mm-hmm. If you look at some of the rates that you'd have to pay, I think financially that doesn't make sense yet. So mm-hmm. I think there is a there is a huge push for virtualization, flexibility, software-defined uh, networks. And some things are going to make sense and some things just aren't, at least not yet. And uh, that is a trend. And we, we are working on virtualizing um, a few waveforms and some of the mm-hmm. elements that we have. And, you know, so we can see already this, these things might make sense and these things just simply don't at the speeds and at the capacities that, that exist today. Um, but one thing's for sure, uh, with the new constellations, with the new HTS satellites, I don't think our industry has been in a state of change uh, that's this dramatic, this drastic, got new players that are, you know, enormous companies in and of themselves that are getting into the satellite community. That's going to make things move faster. It's going to make things less expensive. It's going to bring some new technologies and some new ideas into the community, which, you know, for those reasons, I think that's great. Um, and, and we're all going to be pushed to move faster. Right, right. Wow, very exciting times uh, we're in, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking forward to see you again, uh, Lou, in uh, next month's satellite show in Washington, D.C. You, you guys will be exhibiting there, right, and highlighting your Elevate platform? We will be. We will be there. We will be at the front of the trade show, booth 1309, and I am looking forward to seeing you and, and everyone else that's uh, in our community get, get together in Washington. Well, thank you very much, Lou. Lou Dubin, Senior Vice President of Product Management for Comtech. So all your listeners out there, thank you for listening to this uh, podcast. And uh, for all the news and information in the global satellite industry, you always have satellite markets and research at www.satellitemarkets.com. And this podcast is also available on our YouTube channel, which is Satellite Markets. Thank you.